and, and cliche bollocks that they normally spout. Blame the lack of pods on Parker as usual. Um, trying to nail him down to a day or time has just been a nightmare. Would you agree? Pete? Yeah, I, I would 100% agree. I would definitely say that. I mean, there's nothing that I would love to do more than talk about Scottish cricket in uh, September, October time. But uh, alas, we haven't been able to. But now it seems like the perfect time, doesn't it? Exactly, mate. We had grand plans, but uh, yeah, again, our fearless leader has let us down. However, Today, for the sports fans out there, episode 30, uh, brought to you by me and Pete. Pete, is this the biggest uh, result in the history of Scottish cricket? No, it's not. Because the only reason it's a shock is because of a lack of opportunity, not because of a lack of quality. Um, And... The biggest result in Scottish cricket history will always be beating England, um, in my opinion, over 50 overs. But this was this this result today is obviously a fantastic result today. It's a brilliant result today. It's a result that vindicates the fact that we have got a wonderful generation of players playing for us right now. I actually thought the result against Bangladesh was even bigger last year, even though I actually think West Indies are arguably a better side. But yeah, in my opinion... It's a great result, but it's not the greatest result in Scottish history. It's just, um, it, it's it's just another blow to the ICC's mechanism for wanting to contract the game rather than grow the game. And it's a great up yours yet again from Associate Cricket. There's my yeah. quick monologue there. Yeah, yeah, no, much, uh, much in agreement with you as well. Um, we'll get over, we'll get on towards the coverage or what we thought of the coverage, mate, later on in the pod. Um, but first of all, where did you watch it? Did you watch it? Did you listen to it? Did you get up and see it from the start? That's quite a big ask. So, so the thing is, Liam, you know me, I'm a big NFL guy, right? So last night I was up until all hours watching my beloved Buffalo Bills beating the Kansas City Chiefs until one o'clock in the morning, which is not that late for the NFL. Um, and I went to bed cheery and then I thought shit the Scotland game's on at 5 30 in the morning gonna have to wake up for that and I've got work and all the rest of that um but I didn't get up at 5 30 in the morning I thought do you know what I'll get up we'll see if I can get the second innings but I woke up about 7 a.m unfortunately it rained 10 overs in Munsey was going and uh and then I kind of watched it in bed with the, on the mobile phone and earpods in um and got the missus to take the dogs out and all the rest of that whilst I uh, lazed about on a Monday morning. How about you, Liam? How did you watch the game? Well, the fine sportsman that I am, Pierre, I was up at 6am to go to the gym. And uh, so I had to make do with listening to it um, on Five Live Sport Extra, mate. Um, I have watched... Oh, right. You're looking one. well. You're looking, you're looking like a man who's, who's been going to the gym. So that's good. <laughs> I think it just gets me out of uh, daddy duties first thing in the morning, mate. But uh, yes, so I was listening to it, mate, and then watching the highlights and I've seen, you know, videos and the coverage on Twitter and stuff like that. So uh, yes, a blooming good Monday, a great start to a Monday, mate. 
And what were you thinking before it all started, mate? Obviously, there's not really been an awful lot of cricket lately, has there? Um, certainly for the international boys. It's funny you say that, right? I don't know if I messaged this. I feel from a Scot Scotland perspective, Scotland international perspective, um, there's not been enough uh, enough cricket of any kind. Um, but anyway. Sweeney! You lost, you lost me there, mate. What was that last bit? Sorry, bud. No, no, no. I was just saying, um, basically, um, I think um, there's been a lot of T20 cricket globally. Um, too much. It's like fast food. It's like junk food. I know I couldn't tell you who's what. I can't tell you won the 100. I couldn't tell you. Can't even tell you when the, the blast. I didn't watch a single bit of the CPL. England went to Pakistan and played seven T20s. They played a series against Australia last week. I have no idea what the results were. It just seems like there's so much of it. But none of it was for Scotland, was it? None of it really involved many Scotland players. Um, I thought that was a massive disadvantage going in. I felt Scotland had a really good run into the last T20 play of these little series. Didn't do any of that this time. Um, so I didn't I didn't really know what to expect. I thought, actually, it's going to be an absolute shit show. We're going to go and lose three games in a row. Not because we don't have the quality of players, but because just because it's been an exhausting summer off the pitch for a lot of these guys, on the pitch for a lot of these guys. And it felt like it wasn't getting much, much uh, attention. But the good thing is they're focused and I know nothing, you know. <laughs> what about you? What did you think? Mate, I was the same. I was the same. Um, obviously, I was at one of the T20s, one of the two T20s they played since the last World Cup, um, which was the game against New Zealand at Grange um, on, on a sunny Friday back in July, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, much the same, mate. I think, to be fair... If you were going to play any of those nations first up in Hobart, you would probably want to take on the West Indies just because you've got that. It's not even a leveller. It's not a leveller because we, we, we can compete with these guys on our day and we showed that today. But just that the conditions are new to both teams probably. And, you know, it's probably just going to be your skills that get you through the game. And if you wanted to yeah. take out of out of the three fixtures, I think it was good that we played the West Indies first, and and it showed me, didn't it? It showed. Yeah, I think, and in a way, we've been fortunate in inverted commas in this World Cup and the last one to play the perceived big side in the group first, because there's that opportunity. It's a bit of a freebie. It's not a freebie, but you you, you know you know you've got the two allegedly weaker sides later on. Now, I'm sure they don't look at it like that, but you are, it's great to be playing, yeah, the West Indies in Hobart and the conditions looked look cold. They looked really cold and miserable, I, in my opinion. I mean, it looked a, a beautiful place, actually, uh, but, but, but it just looked chilly. It looked more like, you know, it could have been deranged in September, you know what I mean? And, uh, but, uh, so, 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 I, it, it's not, yeah, you're right. It's not a leveler because we are on the, on the same level in many respects as them. But it's it does us no harm. Let's put it that way. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a good draw. But they've got, yeah, still work to do, mind you, for sure. 
Yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. <clears throat> um, if we were if it was a Scottish football team in this competition, mate, you know what would happen? They'd get beat uh, by Ireland and Zimbabwe and get sent home packing. But uh, the, 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 the cricket team are made of stronger stuff, mate. So um, onto the scorecard, mate. So pretty pretty steady start. A pretty good start from our opening two. Obviously, he's gone Munsey and Jones. So um, opening pair. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems to make sense. I mean, um, Jones has had a really good time with Durham this season. It's a really breakthrough season for him, which has been really good to see for Scottish cricket. I think Munsey's an explosive player, but he's actually matured as a cricketer. So he, ha- he can sort of, he's almost got a double role now. I think, you know, he, he's able to play a power play really well, as shown in May, in other tournaments in the past. But he's also got that ability to, um, to anchor in innings, I suppose. Uh, they talk about that a bit. Look, obviously, with Kyle retiring, there was always going to be space there. You know, we've talked, I think, in the past about the likes of Ollie Hares maybe taking that that sort of a role. He's not in the he's not in the, the squad. He probably just fell out of form at the wrong time, really. Um, so for me, it, it makes sense. I know that Hoggy would probably have Leesky open in the batting and open the bowling and keeping wicket. But I, 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 I um, but no, I think it makes sense. I mean, yeah, and 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 it it was a really good start. So it's proven, proven, proven right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw um, even some of like the shots that Jones was playing early doors, like just like real confidence in attacking the ball, moving his feet as well, um, kind of negating the swing and just kind of playing play some lovely stuff through the covers to get them off to a flyer. Um, but then, see when you listen to these games in the commentators, like a, a flyer isn't even ten and over now in the power play. Do you know what I mean? We've seen seen what England and um, some of these other teams are doing in the power play. It's, uh, you know, 10 and over isn't even a big score now in the power play. But um, I thought certainly the way it was going up until the rain that we were ahead of the game, definitely. Um, and then the rain intervened, just like it did against New Z- uh, West Indies a few years ago in Zimbabwe. Do you remember that, Pete? Yeah. Do I, do I remember that? Of course I remember that. That was an absolute tragic day for Scottish cricket but um, yeah yeah I, I would agree I think up until the rain we were on top um, and you know the, the rain was actually bizarrely a great opportunity for the West Indies to regroup I mean because mm-hmm. they were they were they were flagging and you I did hear this from a commentator uh, you know some media person you think Scotland would be more it was Jared Kimber saying you think Scotland would be more used to to, to a rain delay Um but it seems like we still don't know how to sort of take that momentum after the rain delay in quite the same way. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a bit of a regroup. Um, it seemed like, you know, Munzi kind of lost his ability to find a boundary, lost his rhythm, maybe lost them, find the middle of batters easily, lost a few wickets. But the good thing was they kind of just kept the momentum, kept going. It never really dropped dramatically. And you always thought if they could have a big last couple of overs, they were going to get, a decent total. I know the commentators kept saying, well, it's going to be short, it's going to be short. I think you've got to think, that it's not England playing, it's not Australia playing, it's not India playing. It's So actually, par does drop a little bit when you've got the not the, the elite playing, you know? 
hundred percent, hundred percent. I was, I was getting quite annoyed, frustrated throughout commentary. I thought um, we were moving along quite nicely, especially when McLeod started to get going, kind of moved us up. Um, I can't, can't even remember the exact score, but about five overs to go or four overs to go, we were over a hundred, and we were three or four down. And I thought this is set up quite nicely for 160, 170, which with our bowling. Well, obviously, it proved to be a blooming good tool. Um, yeah. And it showed, to be fair, it showed that we have in plenty of batting because even all the way down down to Grievo, who came in uh, and flashed the blade um, and obviously set us that, that target, showed that there's, there's plenty of depth. And even like you say, boys like Ollie Hairs aren't even in the squad. Um, so, yeah. Halfway, what was you thinking? What were, you, what were your thoughts at halfway? One sixty for five. I, mean, I, I think I, I think I messaged you saying I think we'll win. I, I think I th- and I thought we would win because I felt that the out. I mean, that field was quick, but it was a, there were long boundaries. It was cold. It just looked really like pretty sort of hostile sort of environment to want to sort of chase. I don't know what it is, but you. <laughs> it sounds bizarre, but. If, if the sun was shining, you'd think, oh, 160, yeah, that'll be fine. But I don't know, it just kind of had that vibe of we can strangle them here. We can, you know, we can be a bit Scottish about it and really sort of take it to them. And um, and so I, I thought halfway, I thought I thought we're right in the game. I thought, phew, but but I, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't, I hadn't been aware how deep the West Indies allegedly batted at that mm. point. I mean, I knew, I when I saw Oshin Smith coming in at 10, Bloody! I mean, because he can he can whack it. Then if I, I maybe wouldn't have been so bold as to predict a victory at halfway if, if I if I'd have been if I'd have glanced the batting order. But you know, proven right. Are you, are you saying that you'd be asking the cricketers, yeah, but can you do it on a Monday night in, or a Monday morning in Hobart? Is that the, is that the equivalent of a, a cold Wednesday yeah, night? It's in Stoke? Kind of a, it is a bit like that. I mean, you know, the thing. It sounds weird, right? Okay, and I'm not saying because the crowds in the West Indies are hardly huge, but it was like five percent full ground. It looked freezing cold. Whenever you cut to anybody in the audience, right in the crowd, it just looked grim. And I, I, I and and you just thought, well, do you know what? We got we posted something there. It's and it's not going to be easy to chase. And our boys will be up for it because it's a scalp. It's not. It's not a scalp, but it's a. It's, you know, people will think it's a scalp. Our boys will be fine, used to this. Yeah. Now, the West Indian lads, they might not be so so used to this. They're used to, you know, I looked at that squad today. Uh, I think seven or eight of them have played in the IPL. That's 40,000 watching you every time yeah. you play. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. you know, even, you know, they go away to Australia, big crowds. Even at home in, in, in the West Indies, you, you get big crowds. So it's just pretty unpleasant, I think. It's not what you're used to. It's a bit alien. Um, that sort of circumstance. Whereas for our boys, it's, it's absolutely fine. So yep. yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was going to say as well. You know, like <clears throat> about setting the tone, like setting the tone. And I think the first over in our um, field and display mm-hmm. goes for one. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's I'm already yeah, already in my head. Oh. Again, well, they basically need one sixty off nineteen. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like it's it's as good as I made in the early, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, so what? Yeah, what he got us off to? A hundred percent. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And apart from Myers, mm-hmm. none of the rest really got firing. Nearly got going. They were always kind of like 
behind the rate, I always thought, even 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 up until we need, we needed the wickets around about the end of the power play, which, which thankfully came. But um, yeah, I never thought any of the batsmen really really took the game to the to the bowlers, and I think I think fair play to the bowling as well. I didn't think there was I don't think there was an awful lot on the deck either, was it? it wasn't wasn't playing, wasn't, take, wasn't taking spin. Didn't, didn't seem to be. I think I think uh, Myers Lewis both chucked the wickets away. Like um, you know, and and then after that, anybody who got going who who were trying to get going was holding out because they were behind the eight ball. They were taking on the ball that wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 yeah, I think it's. I think you're absolutely right. Opening with Watty was a great move. I think, I mean, it's obviously something we, we're used to and we've done before. He was bowling. It was weird, wasn't it? It was sort of swinging. It was, it was bowling swing, left arm swing, which was a delight to see. Um, yeah. Uh, and, um, and yeah, so that that was great. And I think it was at Brad Wheelbold second over, not too bad. And then... We did lose our way a little bit. Sapien's first over was a bit costly. Josh Davy, they just didn't look like they had their lines right. But fortunately, we just got we got those wickets when we did, and then got the pressure back on with the spinners, and then the seamers could 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 bowl their, how they wanted to in the latter part of the the, the 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 set. And yeah, really, really impressive. And the fielding was absolutely outstanding. I think that's something. In all honesty. And I don't ever want to hear this from a, from an ICC commentator. And I don't know if I heard, I didn't hear it today, but you often hear it in the past. You know, they always go, yeah, but that's the difference. You know, their fielding sounds good. A scholar is probably one of the best fielding sides in the world. I, 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 I'd I, say we're in a top three. I, no, there's no doubt in my mind that we're not. And, and it's always an area where people go, oh, well, that's the difference there is that, that fielding. That's why they're associated. That's nonsense. Ground fielding was superb. Yeah, yeah. I think um, there was so there was so many of those comments which we'll we'll just leave them till till uh, till the end. But um, mm-hmm. actually, one thing that I did have a look at, I did wonder about Munzi the way he was batting because it was it was bizarre how well not bizarre, just the way you're used to him batting, aren't you? And he just kind of has one mode. But you're right, he did kind of change it. And I, I was I was thinking to myself, I wonder why I wonder why he did that. Or maybe that's the plan, or that's what he was always going to do. Um, but I saw a post from the guy Rowan Alexander that does does some really good stuff on Twitter actually, and he put up something last night um, about oh, the, the size. Of I the was going to mention him. I was going to yeah. mention him. Did you see the thing that he put up about yeah. the, size, the size of the boundaries, Pete? He did put something on. I, I didn't. I thought it was more the the thing I saw about him putting with the size of boundaries was mm-hmm. I thought about how Scotland change their fields to set set up to the size of the boundary and, and targeted certain boundaries. So I'm guessing that's what you're kind of referring to. Yeah. Well spinners spinners bowled the long end, but it was more how Munsey was the only left handed bat. So the importance of always having yes. a short side, how he stayed in. And I yeah. thought actually if that if that is it, if that is the reasoning behind it, then well done that man, because that is great observations like well, well above the uh, it was, the talent on this show. And what, I would, and what I would say about that, Rowan Alexander, he called that the day before on Twitter. He said that Scotland need to have, or they said that in order to dominate in Hobart, you need to have a left-right combo going all the time. And then and, and I, I noticed that post and I thought, well, 
And then he said, well, Scotland have only got Munsey. And he bloody batted the whole innings. I thought, that is class. That boy yeah. needs to seriously get an analyst job somewhere, some, somewhere, maybe with Scotland, and if not with Scotland, with an English county, because he comes out with some really, really good stuff. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic to have that kind of level of uh, thought going into uh, before a match. He's obviously got more time than me and you. Mate. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking still. I, I spend too much of my time thinking about cricket games from five years ago that I should have won, rather <laughs> than thinking about the boundary ropes. At, to be honest with you, neither of which are really entertaining to be thinking about. To be honest with you, but there you go. There you go, mate. There you go. But yeah, we'll touch a little bit on our spinners now. So obviously, we do have spinners um, not used today. So obviously, um, Hamza Tahir didn't play. Uh, Greaves didn't bowl. And so we had eight overs of spin from Watt and Leesk. Um, combined eight overs, five for 27 between the two of them. And it was just fantastic control, I thought, by both of them. Leesk always one of these guys that if it's his day, it's his day and you just can't stop him. Um, and I'm sure you'll, you wouldn't mind me saying there's, there's some times where it just doesn't come off for, for uh, Leesky. But um, he was so good today, mate. He was so good today. I thought he just was at the bit between his teeth. You could t- tell by his celebrations how much it meant to him. Um, and it's, and as a Scot watching that, how proud does it make you when you're there? They're absolutely buzzing. I absolutely love it with Michael Leesk's bowling. I just think it's absolutely magical to think. I mean, that's the thing about that's the thing about Leesky, right? Is that you say there the days when he has his day and days when he doesn't. Days when he when he does have his day, it tends to be in big games. He's a big game player, right? We said it. I think we said it last year during the World Cup. He's a big game player. I'm amazed. I know he's probably in his 30s now, Michael, which staggers me because I remember playing with him when, when he was 15. And I'm amazed that an English county doesn't pick him up every summer because I just think, you know, this is a guy that just got so much passion. And yeah, you know, if, if he's on your side, he just gets it. He just gets it. I think and he, he epitomises playing for Scotland, I think, so much. And that spell is just outstanding. You're right. And yeah, maybe if, if we do get to that latter stage, somebody will take him out and take him on. But but I hope I hope you know he rarely does he does he let us down. But, you know, his field that he took a wonderful catch as well. I know we've talked about that, but he bowled brilliantly. And and they they really Barrington got his bowling changes just right. You know, bowled you know backed his bowlers at certain times. He could have he could have lent on Mark what earlier on. He didn't. He just went. He, he, you know, he went back to the seamers. But Leesky, when he was, you know, he knows when his tail's up, just get him through that set, and he did a really good job. Um, I mean, Liam, you, you, you used to play with with Michael, and you used to probably be the more senior spin bowler. How does that make you feel now, now knowing that he's, you know, getting all these wickets for Scotland, and you, you, you kept him, you kept him dry, dry from bowling during your time at Force. I'd, I'd like to think in the nets on the Tuesdays and Thursdays. I've taught him, I've taught him a trick or two. You know, that's that's how uh, I think Michael will say that <laughs> most interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, but it's oh mate, it's just like you know, like I was at work today and, and folk were like I was <laughs> couldn't hold it in. To be fair, I was like yes, just the odd the odd cheer for a wicket or two. Um, it's just uh-huh. it's just it's just so good knowing that like. Like, I know that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know that guy. Because obviously the gene pool in Scotland regarding cricket 
you know, isn't the biggest. So you, you do genuinely know these guys. I think that's what makes it matter, uh, matter even more. It's actually, I saw, I saw Costa put a tweet up. It must be so bizarre for him sitting at home watching it. Um, but he, yeah. must be, he must be absolutely yeah. buzzing, like seeing, seeing the boys do so well in a game like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And no, it is true. And I think that's a massive benefit that we've got uh, Scotland going into tournaments like this is that, okay, you're bringing in the likes of Jones, of Wheel, of Davy, who aren't around the, 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 the national team squad during the summer all the time. But we have that big benefit of, of our players do get to train together an awful lot, like almost like a, a county side. Whereas the West Indies, one of their best players missed the flight over here and he's out of the bloody tournament. So, you know, they're a bedraggled mess. And I'd say the same of, of, of any team. I think, you know, everyone goes, oh, England, fantastic T20 team, fantastic white ball team. But they're just bringing together a set of a really talented bunch of players. We all always have the edge in terms of community, of togetherness. And it's... I, I think it's wonderful that you associate these players with, you know, that club scene and things like that. Now, look, I'm not saying that's an ideal scenario, but there's something wonderful about the fact that, you know, Leesky started at Stonywood or Mark Watt started at Leith. Or, you know, and you hear me talk about that an awful lot. Munsey played his first, you know, uh, club cricket in Scotland for Musselburgh. But, but there's something about that. There's something about having these guys at the who, who are so intrinsically linked to certain clubs that that's what's going to help produce the next one. You look in England. Michael Vaughan's club was was where Joe Root came from. Joe Root came from Michael Vaughan's club. These little things do make a difference, and it is very important to the, the, the development. And it's a huge credit to those clubs. And going on, just thinking very briefly about these those, those clubs and Mark Watt, and obviously Watty today got three wickets, bowling off twenty four yards, bowling that 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 kind of long pitch delivery, right? And it made me think of a time he obviously started his cricket at Leith, and I'll never forget a time play for Marchman at Leith, and they'd laid they'd marked the pitch out wrong, and we played off twenty four yards for <laughs> six overs, and I kept banging it in short and getting hit into the allotments, and I was like, "There's something wrong with this pitch. There's something wrong with this pitch." And I was right because the pitch is 24 yards. But why he's obviously bowled off that 24-yard pitch plenty of times in the past, and that's that's uh, that's where, where he got it from. But um, no, no, that's a that's a wonderful trick. It's a wonderful trick that one he's got. Week, so, you know, obviously neither of us do an awful lot of batting, but it'd be interesting to see how early you spot that or if you spot it at all. He, he, he actually once did it to <clears throat> to us down at uh, Titwood in the T20 Cup National Final. Got mm-hmm. one LBW bowl and one like that. And that's, that was the first time I'd seen him do it. Um, um, but it's, it's a commonly used trick by other left-arm spinners. But, um, you know, don't know where he first saw it. But uh, let's get on to the commentary, mate. Because this was, this, I know this both got, it got, got us both, didn't it, mate? It's just, it's the lack of, it's the lack of professionalism that they just, they, because West Indies didn't have, literally, they had no real highlights today, did they, mate? So they had, they found mm-hmm. themselves having to speak about the Scottish players a lot of the time. Yeah. And just the lack of knowledge yeah. about what these guys do and where they played and, you know, they just didn't, and it, and it was just, it's the same old cliches now and it's been happening for the last, like, five years. You know, it's, it, it, Minnows, underdog. It's just, it does my boxing. Like we're, we're we're competing. We are competing with these guys. And it's like our tweet said, Pete. 
monster performance, but we weren't that surprised by the result. Like, this is happening. No. I mean, it's, oh, it, it does my head in, and I just think if this was, you know, talking about the football team or, or anything else, and it's, this went out, went out um, on the radio, on the television, mm-hmm. you'd be getting slagged all over the shop. Do you know what I mean? I just, it's just, it's, it's poor, poor journalism or broadcasting or whatever it, you want to call it. It's 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 very bad, but what I do think is with all these ICC tournaments, the, the commentary in general is awful because there is obviously a probably manual of what you can and can't say because of cricket politics. You know, the fact that cricket is a game, you can't sort of go on about the decisions and all the rest of that too much. But... Like I, I mean, the commentary, the commentary team today on the TV was Brathway, Carlos Brathway, um, Ian Bishop, Pommy and Bangwa, Preston Monson. Right, Preston was fine. I didn't really hear. You didn't get Preston wasn't on much. Yeah, um, he wasn't. He wasn't really on. Um, the, the, uh, or at least he, he, I didn't pick. I didn't catch as much of, of, of Preston's commentary, which was fine. You know, he was fine. You know, he's obviously the Scotland element of things. Yeah. Pommy and Bang was pretty, pretty well read, you know, like as in he's done a lot of commentary of work qualifiers and bits and pieces like that. Ian Bishop, I'd expect better from him. He's meant to be a top quality, you know, commentator. I thought he was bang average today. He was obviously pretty upset about West Indies. And Brathwaite's hopeless. I mean, he was hopeless. Um And I mean, for me, that I just thought as commentators, it was just relentless. You know, they were criticising Munsey's innings until after. I mean, regardless of who's batted, right, regardless of whether it was Scotland, we all know the simple cliches in cricket, and it happens all the time on Twitter, people posting before both teams are batted, right? Okay. It's all well and good to say, oh, I think he could have batted better. I think he could have batted, you know, he should have batted better. He, He decelerated all the rest of that. Yeah, but... He's got a toll on the board. It's not completely... De- you, you can only tell if it's completely screwed you until after the other team's bad. And then afterwards, it's like Munsey's man of the match. Oh, what a wonderful innings held it all together. You look like an idiot saying that. You look like a fool, right? Okay. And I just think... I mean, there's been so many occasions where there's just a complete lack of understanding. And it's things like what, what, what Ronan Alexander's pointing out. It's like that whole left-right stuff. If you're a knowledgeable commentator, you'd pick up on that go he's had to slow his pace down because of the left-right combination or things like that for that effect. So I was really disappointed with the commentary, but again, not surprised at the, at the complete lack of research and, and cliche bollocks that they normally spout. Yes, mate. What was it like exactly. on the BBC? Was that any better? Exactly the same, Pete. Exactly the same. It was, it was really poor. It was um, Alex Hartley, and I, I can't remember the, the chap's name, but yeah, it was just... Oh God! Uh, we're going to have to find someone to speak about. It's nothing to do with the West Indies here. Uh, any ideas? Do you know what I mean? It, it just smacked of that, um, and yeah, it annoyed Chris me. Chris Green was an Amazon driver. He was an Amazon driver. D- delivered Amazon parcels. That's the that's the classic one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. It's just farcical. Like I don't think it, it wouldn't take any half decent research or very long to find out a little bit more about each player. Probably do it in an hour. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, mm-hmm. that was that mm-hmm. was my main bugbear, which then brings us on nicely to the ICC. And I don't know if you heard, I heard McLeod was straight on to uh, five live afterwards, kind of just just fighting the good fight, kind of saying, you know, 
Um, th this was our third. This was our we only had two T20s since the last World Cup, um, and you know we're we're performing as equals against against these bigger players, ex ex winners of it. Not not even that long ago, West Indies, you know. Um, and we we've said on the show many times, but we're just not getting a fair crack of the whip. And the other thing I'd say, Pete, is time is not on our side. So a lot of these batsmen are now middle thirties, shall we say? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. there are, there are good there are good signs coming through, Pete, as you've seen. Um, but they, they they're not just going to hit the ground running like all these guys have done for the last fifteen years now. Do you know, and that mm -hmm. that is that that is the worry that what if we do get some kind of increase in cricket and increase in fixtures that these lads aren't there to actually see it through, kind of thing. Absolutely, and and you know, it could be a case of, of what's kind of happened a bit with Ireland um, in that regard. But you're right, you know, only two games. We're scrimping to get those two games against New Zealand. I, I'd I'd love to see Scotland go on a tour and play seven T20s against Pakistan. For me, it would have a lot more relevance than England going to Pakistan and playing seven T20s because it, it's because there's something kind of niche about the fact that Scotland are going over, whether it be to Pakistan or to Bangladesh or to the West Indies, you know, um, and we deserve it. But it comes down to finances. We don't have the money. All the money's with India, England. Australia and a little bit more with the other with the other teams. I mean, yeah. West Indies played 24 T20 since the last World Cup, yeah. and we've played two. We've yeah. played a lot of 50 over cricket, uh, yes. which is good. And, and that whole format is really, really good. But, but there needs to be, I think, out with the big four or five, top four or five T20 countries in the world, everybody else up down to about 20th in the world could beat each other. So let them play against each other more. It yeah. makes it's far more entertaining that than just. England playing a seven-game series against India yeah. again because yeah. it just loses its magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Um, okay, still two massive games coming up. Next one is Ireland on Wednesday, the nineteenth. Um, they obviously got beat from Zimbabwe today. Um, massive game, mate. Huge five o'clock in the morning start again um, as well, which is a pain um, for us viewers uh, up here. But um, look, I think the thing is, Ireland have always got a bit of a bogey on us in, when it comes to major tournaments. They've still got quality in their side. I mean, they did actually pull that game in a bizarre way back to some form of credibility. It looked like they were going to get ball up around 100, 100 today. Um, so I think they're still a threat. Sterling has not performed in a number of games now, so it'll be just on him to, to, to perform um, against us. Mm -hmm. um, and Zimbabwe look really good. I think Zimbabwe look particularly strong. We've struggled against Zimbabwe in, 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 in games anyway, so I think that's going to be tricky. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully, I, I really hope we can beat Ireland and then we're through it, basically, anyway. You know, yeah. that's the way I see it, you know? Yeah, yeah, much the same boat, mate. I think a lot of it will hinge on Sterling with the bat for them. And watching their bowlers, they had the lad Little who looked sharp. The rest kind of looked like they were good at mixing it up. Do you know what I mean? They're quite good at mixing it up in terms of lengths and paces. So, right. We've got better spinners. We've got better spinners than that. Yeah. 100%. You're looking at Simi Singh versus Mark Watt. I mean, there's no winner there. It's Mark, Mark no. obviously. You know? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. We, did you see his little note? Any idea what was on it? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some young lady in Hobart who sent him a little, uh, handed him a little note in a bar. Um, <laughs> you know, after, uh, something along those lines. Um, <sighs> yeah. You know, Foodles, foodles. Just write, write you know, uh, uh, something like that. No, no. I mean, you no, know, it's 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 good to see. It makes a bit of a, it gives it gives a, a little bit of an edge, doesn't it? So no, yeah. Nah, good on him. Good on him. I'm, Pete, I'm impressed. Trinity Academy, you can you can read. <laughs> Pete, I know uh, yeah. I know you're a, a great supporter of really short limited uh, over cricket. I don't know if you caught any of the Scotland T10 11 lately over the last few weeks. See any of that in uh, Spain? Oh God, Liam, you you caught me because I did watch some of it. I did watch a little bit of it. Um, I hate T10, but I watch Scotland in anything. I'd watch Scotland play Tiddlywing. So, <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, wasn't it just? The, 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 I tell you, it's really good for European cricket because teams like Spain and Belgium are really quite good, you know, and Italy and all these guys, um, uh, they lacked a batsman. Bottom line yeah. is they had, they were two bats short in, in every single game they played. It was kind of, it was a bizarre selection. I, I mean, it was just who's available, clearly. Yeah. It was yeah. odd, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was enjoyable, mate. I quite enjoyed it. I, I saw bits and pieces at work and stuff. It was, it was, it was fine. It was fine. But yeah, um, the amount of cricket that's played on that pitch, you know what I mean? I, the boy that runs it must be a fantastic organiser. I don't know. Why, I don't know how they manage it. Yeah. Who knows? But Who knows? Um, yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's out it's, there it's, in February, mate. If you fancy a little trip, a little three day in Spain, me and uh, me and Umir are having a little look. Um, there you go. Oh really? Really? Oh god, that's tempting, eh? Yeah. They're golf course. Not... That's golf. The fixtures haven't been announced yet, but it's just a three day this time. It's either like I think it runs like you either get like the Thursday, Saturday, or like the Monday to Wednesday or something like that. But yeah. Anyway, we better round Whoa, up there, Pete. I can do that. Yeah. We'll round it up there, mate. But that's um okay, no worries. good to have you on. Now hopefully we'll manage another couple of these after the following games. Um, and we might be joined by Matthew Parker, who is...